Hello, everyone. So I want to talk about how I grew up. I look forward to talking about next episode, my healing journey. In order for me to do that and have it completely positive, I got to release all this negative ass shit that happened to me, traumatic ass shit happened to me growing up back in the day, in my childhood. I remember being challenged to street fights in the hood and within the hood there were guys who were doing these challenging me to the street fights like I said and the other guys would say you know hood women the hood chicks like like this dude they're gonna make sure you're never seen anywhere ever again if you, you know, pick fights with this, with that cat and to- with that cat Tony, right? Called their bluff, fanned them, basically told them to fuck off. Um, he threw the first blow, and less than five minutes later, he was knocked out, and I drew blood from him. I knocked him out. Got some licks in. And this happened in public. This was, this was several hood dudes who were told by other hood dudes, especially hood women, not to challenge me. And each time they would challenge me and ignore their advice and not listen, they less than five minutes later, they were all knocked out. I got some licks in on all of them and I drew blood from all of them. And... I had a reputation for quote-unquote emasculating dudes. Because they would say the words, I feel less than a man. Because a little boy did the the Ali on me. He George Foreman'd me. He Ken Norton'd me. He Joe Frazier'd my ass. He, he Mike Tyson my shit. That's what they would say about being mortally wounded. And the entire hood saw this. So as a result of that, he quickly left the hood and never came back because the hood women told him while he was bleeding on the ground if you lay on the ground another second you will be laying in the tombstone forever and the hood dude, other hood dude said, if you don't do what they said, you're going to end up dead. And then the hood woman said, you better heed the warnings of the guys. And the guy said, 
And the hood dude said, you ought to listen to her. So he quickly got up, got in his car, and drove off. That happened when it came to several hood dudes. The ones that nobody in the hood liked. They all transmitted street fights. And when it came to all the street fights I had with them, I was five when all this, these fights happened. I drew blood from all of them. I knocked them all out. I got some licks and we came to all of them. And that's doing five minutes later. They're all on the ground because I beat them up that badly. So one of the reasons why I was scary back then to a lot of to people that nobody liked, they were the ones, they were all the ones that feared me. Because they all felt emasculated less than a man, they would say again. They were all kicked out the hood. And these were the guys that The other, the everybody else in the hood figured out ways to legally make sure that the guy was these got all these guys were kicked out of their apartments and public housing projects too. They were on low income housing, and they were about to be evicted because of non payment of rent. And some would give a little bit of money in rent. Most of the time, they would they wouldn't be paying the rent on time. I'm talking about all these dudes. Some didn't pay rent at all. Some paid rent late. And some would give a little less than what they were supposed to in rent. Like, let's say the rent was 200 a month. They would only give, what, $10? That type of shit. So, they were all about to be evicted anyway. And so, they got in their cars and they left. These were guys that lived lives of criminality. So after all that happened, in terms of them driving away, and they were never seen in the hood again, they were never in the hood again. And they were never heard from again. And after they left, I remember the hood women and hood dudes they all took me out to eat um to make me feel better about what happened they cleaned me up I had blood on my hands to clean me up and the hood women 
one, they would all take me out to eat by themselves one at a time. Then the next week, they decided, let's all of us hood women, let's get together and eat with Antonio as a group. So I'm eating with the hood, all the hood women. And the hood dudes are more into, you know, chilling with me at the park and, you know, throwing throwing the football back and forth to each other. And um, joking and laughing pretty much, doing many barbecues. And of course the hood women showed up. They're like, we want to eat with Antonio. I couldn't. I couldn't language. I couldn't linger around hood dudes very long without hood women saying, um, "Yeah, we're gonna come on in here and spend time with Antonio until you can't keep him away from us for very long." And I would say the hood guys and the hood women. Let's say the hood guys were male versions of Shanae from the TV series Martin. And the hood women were Shanae's too. Um, but they all liked me. And they all, from what I remember, because the hood tended to be a very dangerous, crime-ridden, rough and tough, battlefield, do-or-die type of neighborhood, and I, and I spent the majority of my time being forced to commit crimes in that type, those type of neighborhoods. I spent most of my time in those type of neighborhoods. That was why I was called the hood. Um, they're all called the hood. Um, it was normal for the hood dudes and the hood women to walk around armed with inanimate objects and deadly weapons. And they had them on them every time. I was in their cars of the hood women and in the cars of the hood dudes. Sometimes the hood dudes would just, they would take me out to eat sometimes. And um, that was their favorite thing. They was like, oh, let's go eat. And we would go to soul food spots. And the hood women took me to soul food spots more often than the hood dudes. So sometimes walking the streets, they would have these deadly weapons and objects, even their purses and bags and, And their backpacks, too. So that's why a big reason why I was walking around the hood with my gun, with the gun, the semi-automatic pistol, black pistol, and the bottom was sticking out. So, all those guys were kicked out the hood for good. They all got in their cars, drove off. None of their family members defended them because they were grimy to everybody in their family and everybody in the hood. So, once those guys were officially away from their homes... 
uh, the apartments and public housing projects. I can also say that the whole the whole neighborhood took all their fashionable and flashy items and everything they wanted from their homes and you got and each hood home had all those guys's stuff items and belongings and i remember all the there were more women moving into that neighborhood they they moved quick. They were like, "What? This this house this I can move into this public housing apartments bet." And they took it. And these were more Shanene type women. You know, some were actually well. They were they tended to be well educated. Like, yeah, they they graduated from schools and diplomas, degrees, and certificates, but. They still had Shanene tendencies. And they could code switch around certain people. They didn't always talk the way Shanene would talk. But for the most part, when they were comfortable, they were like a bunch of Shanene's. And I mean, they tended to um, live law-abiding lives, even though a handful... They weren't into crime, but let's say if you were will, if they loved somebody, they really loved you, really liked you, really respected you, they would kill for you in the name of self-defense. They wouldn't just kill to kill. They would kill for self-defense, protect their family and friends in their minds. And I, I tended to be the person that there were other hood guys that actually threatened my life in front of them. Walking up on me, saying that that I was going to be pretty much longer. And the hood women took out their... I think it was... First it was a... Um, First, it was their high heels. Then it was a baseball bat. Then it was a rock. And then they took out the guns just, just shot them. They normally didn't commit crimes, but they were like, look, usually I respect the law, but I'm going to protect me and mine. So they ended up dead, buried in unmarked graves and body bags and on the side of the road. That's how I grew up.
And this is all off the top of my head. One woman, when I was protecting her, I told her, hey, and these are my exact words at five. I said, niggas ain't even worth trusting. If you linger around him, he's gonna do some ill pick shit to you. You're rolling with me, lock lock your arm with my arm. We walked off, talked about, we walked to the restaurant, talk about, okay, the types of desserts and foods and entrees and drinks we're gonna drink. Cause I had money on me and a guy was sexually harassing her, so I put the gun to his rib cage and he ran off and eventually the police were called on that guy and he ended up serving jail time. And at first she was like, um, she was caught by surprise. I called her queen and princess and I said, you know, that's what God made you to be because she wasn't used to being called that. And she was um, flattered and flabbergasted and really overjoyed what I said. And uh, at first she was like, well, I think I should be good now. I'm going to go back to where I was. I was like, no, because, you know, I don't know if he'll ever get out. If he does, he might, you know, also... Um, beyond that disrespect to women shit that, you know that and I was like no I'm not gonna let him do and I said um, he's gonna be in a disrespect to women shit those are my exact words so we ate and we had a good time in my mind in her mind too um, walking the streets and then we got to the eatery, had fun. So, I remember um, another woman. Um, sometimes guys wouldn't hold the door for women, and the door would hit the woman in the face. And I would confront the guys, and the guys would be like, Well, that's her job to. And before he could finish, I would say, Bull fucking shit. As you know, God called you. To be to be polite to women, and then I and he looked at me like I was crazy. I caught an attitude, and I said, "If you say one more thing about being okay with treating women wrongly, you will get a public beatdown. I will have you have a nervous breakdown right now." This instant for everybody. Guy called my bluff. Beat the shit out of him. Knocked out. Other guys had to told him to hold the door open. Said a profane. I said, hey, shit sting. Hold the motherfucking door open for her. And the one would say, nigga, you heard what he said. Because he would look at us with the attitude. And I would look at him even more at too, and he got scared. I said, all right. And I said my exact words. I said to him, beat it, bitch. Scram, bitch. That's what I said to him. 
and he walked off just like shocked that he was the throne and I was saying to him make sure he doesn't do any disrespectful shit nor pervy shit to you cause he's cause there's a bunch of no damn good motherfuckers out here I had I I I cursed a lot as a five year old because it's an organized crime world it's it's a world of disrespect so that's what happened and um I'm going to actually keep it very short today. I'm going to go for 30 minutes. Um, so, another thing I want to mention about my sexual recovery is that people have to ask these questions when it comes to sex. Because people tell you what they love and like about body parts, but you never hear the word respect. When it comes to sex on and off camera, my partners respect my feet. They respect my eyes. They respect my armpits. They respect my back. They respect my chest. They respect my buttocks. They respect my nose. They respect my hair. They respect my navel. They respect my belly. They respect my hands. They respect my legs. They respect my lips. They respect my dimples. They respect my facial cheeks. They respect my head. They respect my entire body. When it comes to my women partners on and off camera, um... I respect their feet, their eyes. I respect their feet. I respect their eyes. I respect their armpits. I respect their backs. I respect their breasts. I respect their buttocks. I respect their noses. I respect their hair. I respect their navels. I respect their bellies. I respect their hands. I respect their legs. I respect their lips. I respect their heads. I respect their facial cheeks. And I respect their dimples. And when it comes to men and just non-binary partners and queer partners and LGBTQIA+, and generalist partners in general on off camera. I respect their feet. I respect their eyes. I respect their armpits. I respect their backs. I respect their chests. I respect their pecs. I respect their breasts. I respect their nose. I respect their hairs. I respect their navels. I respect their bellies. I respect their hands. I respect their legs. I respect their legs. I respect their lips. I respect their facial cheeks. I respect their dimples. I respect their... Aspect their head. Now, my partners, when it comes to gen- entire gender and sexual diversity, myself, we respect each other's tongues. We respect each other's entire bodies. And that's something that people don't consider when it comes to sex. And that's something I felt led to share. And we respect each other's hearts to its entirety. We respect each other's souls to its entirety. Respect each other's minds to its entirety. Respect each other's memories to its entirety. Respect each other's minds to its entirety. We respect each other's touch to its entirety. Respect each other's taste to its entirety. Respect each other's sight to its entirety. Respect each other's smell to to its entirety. Um, 
respect each other's hearing to its entirety. Respect each other's sixth sense, intuition, and instincts to their entireties. That's what we respect about each other. Respect each other's tire personalities to its entirety. Respect each other's tits. Um, respect each other's temperaments to its entirety too. So. I say respect more than what I like and love in terms of body parts because it helps me to remain in the humanization of them and I know that they are into the humanization of me. Um... And I felt so led to say that because I'm like, I cannot do the next episode without sharing that. So I would say these are all healthy fetishes because no one is being fetishized. Don't fetishize your fetishes, you know, that's how we are. And uh, we engage in healthy body worship, healthy soul worship. We don't make each other God or anything, but that's my clever way of talking about how much we're in awe of each other and we're all inspiring to one another. And we engage in healthy muscle worship, healthy partialism, that too. Let's just put it this way. When it comes to sex. The only things I will not do. Are human waste. Um, being burnt up. With fire. And genital crushing. But I'm open to all the other sex acts. All the other sex positions. And all the other sexual expressions. You will see those in my triple X films. The ones that. And in my personal life. Outside of the porn cameras. I do all these things too. I'm thankful I got this episode out. Um. All the memories have been told. (sighs) That organized crime world even now. About my sexual recovery. So grateful. We respect each other's past. Each other's present. Each other's future. And every detail of each other's lives. Nobody thinks about that when it comes to sex. I know I do. I feel relieved. The hood dudes that I told y'all about that nobody liked, they were all criminals. Everybody else weren't. Um, I was in different type 
I was in the hood in different types of neighborhoods. Let's put it that way. So more, so you had women, you had more criminals that were hood women than the hood men, and you had more hood men criminals than the hood women. But not all the hood women were criminals. Most weren't. Not all the hood men were criminals. Most weren't either. I just had to say that. And I really learned that um, I'm thankful to have constructively released all the trauma from my heart, my mind, my body, my soul, and my memories. And the podcasting has been that way of artful therapy. It's artful release for me. So... I mentioned the sex in here because also I did not tell y'all this, that um, I'll go a little over 30 minutes. That's okay. So I mentioned the sex after I share this and I'll be done with the episode for sure. Is that I tended to grow up in a world in organized crime where There were notorious madams and notorious sex workers called prostitutes who, it's hard for me to share. They at times would say that they wanted to give me free sexual services, but they did they said it um, profanely and, and some actually sexually assaulted me. And they took me to these uh, places that are called buffet flats. It's basically, Sin City environments that all that also included LGBTQ plus people, and the rent parties that they took me to were Sin City places that were inclusive LGBTQ plus people. So, all the wild living and wild parties, everything wild as you could think of, happened at these parties. I remember some pimps sexually assaulted me. So in closing, I want to say that
child Antonio and adult Antonio have personality compatibility and personality chemistry because we are one. What I'm really glad about is that I don't have to attend funerals and wakes like I used to when I was a child. After a while, the hood women said, all right, too too much death is affecting Antonio, so he ain't gone. So, it was that, it was that, There's too many killings. And uh, I know with my human rights calling that um, there may be some funerals and wakes I have to go to, but it won't be like it was as a child, especially. I went, it was too many memorial services, all these things happen each week. Then for for like a whole month, I just stopped because the hood women stopped me from going they made a decision and we all stopped. We never went to a funeral wake in the hood again. I know that memorial services uh, in the human rights way, me going will be fine. Lastly, the cremations were too much back then, too many killings in the hood again. And I know the cremation service I will be uh, going to um, in human rights world will be totally different. It's there to properly grieve with people in the hood it was just criminalistic shit going on so my child self and my adult self we are versions of each other we are expressions of each other because we are each other